All right, good afternoon. This is Travis Oscar Mike Radio, live, remote, and we are in a great place right now, folks. Behind me is the bar for Article 15 Brewery in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Article 15 Brewery is run and owned by an Army veteran, and it's crewed back there by a very good crew, and they've been so gracious today to allow us to come here and record, and I've got a special guest. This is the first time we've met, right? Yeah, first in, time we physically met. In person. We've done a, gr- a bunch of great stuff together. Um, this is fantastic. Before I do, we've got some shout-outs, right? Yes, we do. So I'm going to let you go first, and then I'm going to introduce you proper. Say again? I'm going to let you go first with your shout-outs to your sponsors, and then I'll, I'll do mine. Yeah, I'd like to take a, a shout-out to uh, Nolan Helmets. They've helped me out a lot. Um, I'd like to take a shout-out to the, also to the other nonprofits that helped me out through my way and my transition. Uh, that would be, um, most of it would be um, uh, Project New Hope. Oh, Project Bill, New Hope. Yeah, Bill Moore. Bill, Bill, Moore. Right. Bill Moore helped me out a lot in my early days. And um, I'd like to uh, shout out to um, to all my friends out there. I appreciate it. And all, everyone that helped me. Awesome, awesome. I mean, it's just really great to be here. And then um, Oscar Mike Radio is sponsored by Joyce Asek of Asek Real Estate. Mark Holmes of Reaper Detailing Power Washing. He's a uh, National Guard veteran. And Cage Titans winner last night, uh, Sean Schubert of Red Seal Martial Arts. So who is this man? Who is he? He is none other than Mike Damon, a.k.a. the Godfather of Vet Unite and uh, Last Call Designs. And we have been trying to do this for a while now, Mike. Yeah, we have. We have. But we've both been very busy. Very, very busy. We are yeah. Oscar Mike all the time, but it's it's nice that you're here now. And you just got this new thing going along with everything else you're doing. And so I want to start with, for the folks out there, kind of just tell us how you served, where you served, and then we'll go on to the story. Yeah, I started off as a uh, Marine Reservist not too long out of high school, and I was uh, stationed over in... Um, South Weymouth, right, right oh. around the corner from here. Uh, I stayed there for about a year and a half, and then I went on active duty. I went out to um, uh, Hawaii. Uh, oh, I did, nice. I did two Westpacs. All well, the Marines know what a Westpac is, but it's a, it's a tough deployment, even though right. it's short. And then uh, I stayed in the National Guard, and uh, I ended up doing two tours in Iraq, 0506 and 910. And uh, I retired in 2016 from the National Guard, uh, 100% service-connected. Okay. Um, I got. I, I did it till I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wore everything out. So you, uh, like my friends, a lot of my friends will probably chuckle when they hear that because they did the same thing. Right, right. Yeah. You just went and went and went. Yeah, and the, 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 the mind is willing, but the the body. Is, yeah, just the young kids game. For sure, for sure. So you have a lot of experience, not only serving in your local community, but also in the Marine Corps overall. Um, and you got out, and you said you struggled with PTS. Yeah, I um, uh, the the initial incident was in '91. I was in the Philippines at Mount Pinatubo eruption. I was there with um, and um, what I did is I basically had suffered for for a long, long time for years, and then really? I went on uh, deployments, and um, it just got progressively worse. I went untreated. Didn't know what it was really. I mean, we're talking pre two thousand four. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. so that makes sense. So the awareness wasn't there, and you, you kind of say to yourself, well, I don't have what I stereotypically think what PTSD is. 
You know what I mean? I thought it was like my uncle. That was the example I had. He came back from Vietnam. With the shell shock. Yeah, he came back in, um, with all kinds of nightmares and stuff like that. And but mine wasn't like that. My symptoms were different. And, and uh, you know, until, you know, those, those 2004 service members, it wasn't until, you know, really 2009, 2010 that it got the attention it deserved. So Roger. There, there were some challenges for, for service members like yourself. Yeah, definitely. So you got out, and what, what happened after you got out and you tried to transition back well, into civilian? Well, in 2010, I was in the National Guard, and I transitioned with all my buddies out. Okay. And then uh, it was about 18 months later. Um, two of my buddies committed suicide. Uh, one of them was a real good friend of mine and my neighbor and a mentor to me. And uh, he was a little bit older than me, and I, we were both the old men. Yeah. But uh, I really looked up to him, and I thought he was the toughest guy I ever met in my life, and he took his own life. And uh, I said, I got, I got a decision to make here. I had felt the same way that his wife was describing how he had felt. And uh, I said, I either got to get busy living or get busy dying. And I decided to go public with my demons so I wouldn't have to suffer through that again, not only my own pain, but the pain of losing one of my good friends. That's the one thing that really kind of, you know, separated you from other people I've talked to. And everybody deals with their problems differently. But you took a very upfront public approach of saying, hey, I'm dealing with this. I, I took a big risk. Right. And, and, and a huge risk because people, yeah. people don't understand. I mean, I try to tell people that, you know, it affects marriages. I lost my marriage. It affects your employment. Yeah. Uh, yep. Some people, you know, come back home and if they're in law enforcement or a first responder, they're kind of put in the back shelf yeah you know because there's risk there so it's a huge risk that you took but it seemed like you, you know you wanted to not only raise awareness about this but really own this yeah i did what a warrior is supposed to do i i attacked it i attacked Attack. it. i at, i attacked my ptsd i wanted to learn as much as i could as fast as i could because i wanted to to get my life back and i like i said i was going to get busy living and I was going to die trying to do it. I mean, that's what a warrior is supposed to do. And I still have the warrior mentality today and what I'm doing right now for veterans. And if you still got that little spark, I mean, it was a dark tunnel. But there was a little spark there. Yeah. And I, I took it. So what was, I, I ask a lot of people this, and I kind of want to hear you kind of go into this. Yeah. What was the, the fulcrum or the, the, the point in time where you said, you know, enough's, enough's a freaking enough. I'm gonna, you know, I'm t I'm doing this, and I'm tired of seeing my brothers and sisters struggle through this and make permanent choices. What made you decide to start Vet Unite? What What was the real well, thought my, process around that? Yeah, I got to just back up to when I had my my meltdown or my breakdown was okay. 2012. But um, a few years later, a very good friend of mine, uh, Rocco Bartone, had been um, he's a motorcycle rider like myself, long distance guy, and uh, he had been stricken with MS. He was a doc in the in the Marine Corps. Oh wow! And uh, and he was ready to put up put a saddle up. And I said, No, you can't, because I know his dream was to go to Sturgis. Now I had been at Sturgis right when I got back from Iraq in 2010, but I went with him. And what we ended up doing was we ended up visiting buddies of ours that we had served with years ago. He's my age, our age, and uh, we kind of met back at a central point in Kansas and uh, Oklahoma, excuse me. And then we said, You know, what was your experience? And he says, They're all suffering like we are. Even the older guys. Right, right. Yeah, because of um, just the stuff they had gone through. And transitioning. Transitioning to civilian life in, in the sense that I took it could be 10, 20, 40 years later. 
that you that you can actually transition to civilian life. And um, he had an idea, and I had an idea, and we both branched and did our own did our own things. His is concentrating. It's um it's called uh, task force vet visits. They travel around the country, and uh, at risk veterans, they go and visit them. Oh wow! And it and it really makes a big impact on them. And I took the education mentorship route. And now we both got two organizations that sparred from that trip cross country, eight thousand miles, eighty six hundred miles in sixteen days with a guy with uh, full blown MS. He's an incredible guy. Oh, unbelievable! You yeah, can, you can really find yourself on a motorcycle. So you yeah. get to this point and you do this, and and you call it Vet Unite. Yeah. So his organization, ladies and gentlemen, is Vet Unite. There'll be a link in the the all the social media posts for this uh, video. You know, what do you mean by Vet Unite, and what's your, your thought process behind there? I was, um, I was thinking of a, what to do and how I'd be most effective and what would just kind of sum it up, make it as short as possible. And I just came up with uh, Vet Unite. You know, I had Vet United. I had a couple other things. I wanted to make sure that the, the, the word veteran and the coming together part were in the same name. And that's how I did it. And it, Vet United or whatever or was already taken, and I just did Vet United. And it was very simple and short, and I think most people get it from the name, you know, what it is. So we meet, and we start talking, and we start talking a lot more, and we'll get into some of the things that we did later. But the first thing that we reason we're really here is Vet Unite is taking a real step forward in 2020 with your transition guide for veterans. Yes. So... Ladies and gentlemen, he has prepared this uh, guide that kind of moves away from the awareness model. Now, one thing I kind of wanted to pick your brain about is I'm really at a point where I'm telling people that, you know, we're done with awareness. We're at the apex of where awareness can get us as a community. We need to start taking action. And so I'm going through your guide and and reading it, and and I don't, I'll get into, you know, how you want to disseminate that later. But your guide is all based around the action. You know, you, the person, have to take action. And I found that very, very interesting. It's not an awareness model. It's no. an action model. It's an action model, yeah. What's your thought about taking action now at this point? Well, um, I've said it numerous times in speaking events is, is that everybody's quick to point the finger. I mean, that's just nature to point the finger. We're looking to the government, and they spend billions of dollars on the suicide and these, all these different programs. And... Um, what really lies is the action of the veteran themselves is critically important. Laid out, clear and concise on what you do, your responsibility as a transitioning veteran. Also, too, is the model is designed to work with another veteran that's just right ahead of you in the game of transitioning. So to answer your question directly is the reason why you need action is because, like anything else in life, if you don't have forward momentum, you've got nothing. You know, And we, if anything, we know how to do that but also puts the responsibility on the veteran community itself. We've done enough and the awareness is there, like you said, and we've done enough finger pointing of who's responsible. Just like my shirt says, if I'm truly my brother's keeper, then I will take care of him, you know? Well, I see that. I see a lot of people and, and, you know, there are brethren and sisters who, you know, want to sit there and, you know, make accusations, but they don't want to take ownership. And that's frustrating sometimes. it is, but it, it, it's not, um, I would say, it, 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 it's not unnatural. It's a natural thing that we do, okay. as, as we do. And I, I don't point, I don't blame them, but um, it's like the troop that you always has that always complain about something. And then, but if you give them the tools to do it and the, 
half of them or three quarters of them are going to go, okay, great, thanks for the tool, Sergeant, and I'm going to go and I'm going to fix this for you. Gotcha. So this is the tools. This is this is what I picture as the fix. Now, I didn't do this on my own. I had a lot of help on this. Yeah. But still, it's your you know combination and your collection of ideas into a, a guide that's kind of written, if you see it, folks, it's written like the, the manuals we had Here's a picture in, of it. In, in, the, in the military. And there's a jokes in there, too. Oh, yeah, there is some jokes in there. I'll have the, the, the front image of this in the uh, video here. We'll, we'll cut that in. But let's start with some notes. I, here's some things I pulled out from your guide. Sure. I didn't see it as so much as a guide, but as an action plan. And... Um, it was really cool, and oh, yes. So this is the cool thing. I'm going to stop right here. This is the cool thing about coming down here to Article 15 Brewery is they have people like this come in here. They got beer, but they also have these people. So um, what's your name, sir? I'm Justin. Uh, You're Justin? From Thank You Popcorn. So he's from Thank You Popcorn, and we have Spicy Mixed Popcorn. You want to just step in here and tell us what this is all about? Of course. So this is our Spicy Mixed Popcorn. It features our three... Uh, favorite spicy flavors. We do a sweet and spicy, which is like a hot honey caramel, a Korean barbecue, and our Mexican elotes, which is a chili cheese and lime. We take our three uh, flavors and we mix them all together in one. So you get this really incredible, almost like Chicago style, but spicy and kind of zesty. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. So it's really a great experience. Uh, great way to try. Thank you, Popcorn. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming by and Thank you guys. Uh, looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, Thank enjoy. you very much. Just one of the great things about being able to. Uh, work with veterans you get to you know go to a place like this and uh these people are down here today and wanted to give them a big shout out so thank you very much so back to what we were talking about this to me didn't read as a as a strict guide as in here's a how-to but you you in the guide talk about action yes so was that your intent to make this guided to be a plan of action more or less absolutely Absolutely, because we've we spun our wheels long enough, you know what I mean. And I spun my wheels for a little bit. And my initial experience was when I had a my breakdown. There's nothing more than a sure, breakdown. Sure. When I broke down, is is I didn't have a plan of action. I had to search and find out the different things, and also to something I had to find out what was going to work because some of the stuff as an individual didn't work. Awesome, awesome. And uh, we're going to keep this going here before we get to our next point. We are joined by Jen with Article 15 Brewery. Jen, come over here. Right, step right up to the microphone. Jen, it is great to be here down here at Article 15 Brewery. I, I was down here for Connor Sullivan's uh, event where he raised money for the Travis Mills Foundation. What does it mean to you to have veterans, you know, doing this stuff together at this place? I think it's just an amazing thing. I love that they can come to this space and feel comfortable and, you know, everybody pulls together, like, for fundraisers like that. We had another one last night, which was amazing. Oh, awesome. This place was packed full of people that were being so supportive. It was for Homes for Troops. Oh, wow. Incredible. So just that feeling of all these people pulling together is amazing. And one of the big things for you guys this year for Article 15 Brewery is the Boston Wounded Vet Run. The Boston Wounded Vet Run, absolutely, yeah. We've been working with them. It took a few months in the making to actually come up with a beer for them, and we hosted their 10-year anniversary here. That's right. And launched the beer, which was 
awesome. And that beer was gone within a few hours. It, it, it flew off the shelf. It flew. Fast. It was gone. It was incredible. Awesome, awesome. Well, it just for me as, as a veteran and being able to support veterans, it, it, this is kind of like the, the, the point of Oscar Mike Radio is, is being able to you know, do this here. So I really appreciate your hospitality. Looking forward to coming back. And we're just having a great time. Absolutely. Yeah, welcome, guys. Awesome. Thank All you right. for your hospitality. Cheers. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he wants. He wants I, another. I've never turned on a beer. He wants another beer, folks. <laughs> All right. I'm just having a great time. Um, I'm having a blast, brother. Awesome. Having a blast. Awesome. Awesome. A little funky with the sound. Okay, so we're back, and this all gets in the the video, so it, it it's really real. Um, so yeah, action, 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 action. You strike me as the best defense is a good offense kind of guy. Yeah, charge, charge to the front, man. Oh, I love it. I love it. See, the yeah. the, the, the yeah. Air Force guys don't get that. The what? The huh? Air Force <laughs> guys, they know, where's, where's the sofa? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, hey, Jen's bringing you a beer. Take a minute and take a sip and tell the folks what you're experiencing right now. I, I like to say I'm a Are you a connoisseur, connoisseur or are you a pro? And I usually like a dark beer, and I don't like bitter beers, okay? So I'm a little bit of a snob. But I gotta say that this is this is like a well. You're talking. I mean, uh, it's sharp. It's it's nice. Well, thank you. Oh, <laughs> only 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 next to me. Enjoy. So take a sip. Now oh, tell me it? tell me what you're. Well, it has a nice undertone of kind of like a seltzer, okay, <laughs> with a with a with a very um, a fruity hoppy note. I have no idea what that means, but if he likes it, then I'm, I'm good with that. It sounded good to me. I heard that on TV or something one time. <laughs> oh, so I had you, Holiday Inn last night. No. Was it good? It was delicious. Okay, delicious. would you have another one? Uh, I plan on it. Okay, all right. So we're, we're good. <laughs> Marines are bullshitters. We're very good at it. Oh, i got to take a break for a second, and, uh, and uh, I want to thank you for having me on. I, it's the way you try to take the bull by the horns, but I'm used to being in charge, so, so we're going to have kind of battle over that. There's no battle here. But I got a, but I got a present for you. You do. And uh, maybe you want to tell how rare these are. Oh, my God. Every Marine. If you if you want to sell something, put a Marine Corps Eagle Gold and Anchor on it. Marines will buy it for no reason other than just to have it. So, so the last time I saw one of these yeah. was when I joined and I got him in the recruiter's office. Yeah. You can't really buy these anymore. These Cannot are, purchase them. They're very, very, very rare when you see these. And what's special about this is it has the emblem with the gold around it embossed. So you don't see these very often. You cannot go to Sergeant Grit and buy these. You've got to either get a recruiter to hook you up with one if they have them. They don't really make these a whole lot anymore in quantities. <laughs> Chesty is smiling right now. Yeah, I was just going to say... Justy is very oh, happy. Thank you, And that's is why they call me the Godfather. And I have one extra. So what I'm going to do with this one, uh, don't be grabbing, okay? <laughs> Pay it forward. Find yourself, a, especially an old, an old Marine, and you uh, give that to him and make, make his day, make his month. Will do. Will yeah. do. So you got two of, very, uh, two of a very oh, rare item. Oh, God. This is a fantastic day. I mean, you, we got beer, popcorn, you know, Article 15, and the Godfather. And, bro- and the, brothers. The Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather. So... Moving on to, yeah. to the second thing that really stood out is in your guide, you talk about that anyone can help. Yeah. Anyone yeah. that has a true desire to help and is willing to do the work can help. What do you mean by that? Well, wh- as I started writing it, and I was trying to write it from 
a first person perspective, okay, of what happens. And I d- was describing it to um, a retired deputy chief in North Smithfield, Rhode Island, and he said, that's the same stuff we go through. I said, I just retired. I went through that same kind of stuff. Right. And so I says, well, why would I limit it us to a 6% of society? I have run across many, many civilians that have helped me through my for years of recovering or transitioning, and they sometimes were more helpful than some of my brothers and sisters because they were preoccupied with their own stuff. And, um, yeah, so if I think as veterans, my experience with working for veterans over the last five years is, is veterans that are struggling just want to someone who they generally cares, yep. okay, and will listen to their story. And I think that also holds true for anybody. You know, you go and visit a, a nursing home or something like that, and they just want to, people want to tell their story. Well, one of the things that leaps out at me, and I don't know if you do this on purpose, reading this, is I'm like, you know, this isn't really written for a veteran. This is kind of written yeah. for anybody to at least, if you're searching for a, a framework, yeah. anybody, a mom, a sister, a, a, a uncle, can pick this up and say, okay, this is, I can use this. Yeah, and that's kind of what I try to do. Really? Because that's what I was trying to, I don't know if I was explaining it right, but a lot of, I try to write it from the perspective of the civilians that helped me. You know what I mean? And where they struggle trying to relate to me. But they'll never understand, but it doesn't mean they don't care. Right. And I think we, I got caught into that. My mind was telling me when I was going through my stuff that nobody cared about me. And it's a, a mind game that gets played with you. It screws with your head. And that's what happened to my friend. He thought nobody cared about him. And it's not true because there's people out there that care. We're just now on the action plan. We're looking for you, the guy that's struggling, the guy that needs help. Right. And uh, if you go on social media and stuff like that, you can see my phone number. Anyone can call me day or night. I'm, I'm truly my brother's keeper, and I live that to every day. And I think most of us are. Yeah. We just don't have the tools yet, but now I'm trying to do it from from the helper's perspective as well as the person receiving the help. Gotcha, gotcha. You talk about care, and it's one thing that kind of uh, reached, leaped out, le- it's one thing that leapt out at me. Uh, I was on uh, 183 a couple weeks ago with uh, Becky Tuff down in Florida. Yeah. And she talked about self-care, and then I'm reading your thing again, and I'm like, wow, he's talking about self-care. That's twice now. It's been talked about yeah. a whole lot, but you and her talk about the aspect yeah. of caring for yourself. Because a lot of us, and myself included, will put others before me, and eventually you just run out of gas. Correct. So, so why is that self care component so important? It's um, in oh, part of the guide, and I, my experience and what my personal experiences. Again, these are my personal experiences. Right. This is what I wrote down. It's not necessarily clinical, or I don't know. Um, when you're in the military, we kind of get a misnomer that we're self reliant. We're taught self reliance. Right. Be do for yourself. Think for yourself. Yes, but. Really, we're not totally self-reliant because our pay stayed tore, our housing's taken care of, and garrison, we're basically safe. And then when you come over to civilian life, none of that stuff's available to you. So when you could have just done go to work and come home and go to work and come home, even if it's in a combat zone, you could just concentrate on that one thing. Right. In the civilian world, it's not that easy. So you need to take care of yourself, and it's really difficult, I see, with veterans thinking of themselves first. And I don't think a lot of veterans even know how. True. true. Yeah. Like, what does that mean, self-care? In the guide, I explain it. What is self-care? And self-care is putting your, the number one priority is yourself, because that way you can help others. You know what I mean? Like the sergeant always says, tie your boots, get yourself squared away before you help the other. But you, 
you still had a, you, even Put when you were younger. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah, and we still do it, and it's because we're unselfish. That's what it is. We're unselfish. It's not a negative. It's a, it's a, we're unselfish. But, but, but take that time, whether it's art or, or, or just meditation, working yeah. out, or, or riding yeah. on motorcycles, take that time to and care I, for yourself. Yeah, and I think in, in spiritual spiritual health. Yes. Yeah, and um, you you need to keep trying. Like I hear a lot of guys get frustrated. They'll try something that doesn't work, but you've got to keep trying. You've got to develop your own recipe for self-care. Well, speaking of trying, one of the things that you also hit on the next is just like, you know, bam, 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 when a good way is training. And and the guide speaks to train. You have a whole section on train. And and I looked at it, you know, what I got out of it, uh, Mike, is I should always be trained. Always. There's never a time, you know, where I can say, you know, I know it all. I don't have to do anything else. Is is this yeah. part of your attack mentality where, you know, in order to, to grow, in order to be effective, you always got to be learning? Yeah, and I think that it's not in any there, – there are books. I recommend a lot of books that sure. gave me insight. But there's not anything in our general facility, uh, vicinity or in our homes that's going to teach us about our unique situation. We come from a very unique culture. It's not like anything out in there. And we need to understand ourselves better. That's – the part of training is understand if, especially if you have a psychological condition that you, f- from being there, and if you have physical conditions, how can I make myself better and how can I better educate myself so I can also, if especially as physical, advocate for myself. You know, it's that's flips back to self care is if you understand what you're going through through literature and reading and training, you're going to be able to better take care of yourself. And communicate with other people. That's a big thing. You can communicate with other people and say, this is what I'm going through. That was my hard thing was communicating with other people and saying, I can't do that. And I can't do it because of this. Can you help me? Gotcha. That's counterintuitive to a veteran. A veteran is, I can take it and I'm going to forge ahead. And it's it's not that easy. No, it's hard to ask for help. It really is. Um, you know what? We, we, we have to make packs with each other and shake our hands and say, if you ever need any help, promise you're going you're gonna to call me. And I'll be there. Right. Day or night doesn't matter gotcha gotcha yeah um so you have this ownership the, this plan of action this train and 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 for a lot of people then they can mentor other people and and ladies and gentlemen he has a whole section about mentorship in there but i didn't get a lot of people consider mentorship the same thing as a deep friendship and you're very clear that it's not you're no so how no. do you define mentorship here um, and, and in general what I, I got a shout out to my friend uh, Karen Muti is um, a lady that I met when I was first starting all this stuff and uh, her dad was a re- retired uh, uh, Marine and uh, or Vietnam Marine he wasn't retired Marine but Vietnam Marine and he was big in the VFW and all this stuff and he kept saying uh, and he passed it on to his daughter which was Karen as where's my gunny that's a Marine thing where's yeah. my gunny right or in the army senses because I served in the army too was where's my first sergeant Where's the person that's guiding me through the next step? In a civilian sense, that person doesn't exist. But you know what? How about we'll take Vet Unite's model, and how about we provide that? Right. So you don't have to ask, where's my gunny? I'm, in, I'm, I'm hurting right now. I, I need help. There's this obstacle in my way, and I don't know how to overcome it. You pick up the phone. You call your mentor. But the flip side to that is the mentor has to be someone that's going to talk straight to you. Yeah. When you mess up, your first sergeant, you're going to give you a ration of shit. No. That, okay? Yeah. And you know what? 
chances are is if he he, he yelled at you it was because he cared about you. That's the yes. part we leave out of yep. it. He cared about troops. That's why he's in that that position. You know, and every gunny and every first sergeant ever did had a passion for troops, passion for troops. Yeah. And I didn't realize it when I was a young buck. No, you know, don't. when I started getting up in rank, I said, you know what, this guy, sleepless nights, this guy has, or you know, on active duty, you know, the company gunny went out and picked up your buddy and bailed him out, or yep. whatever it was, shenanigans that you had gone to, and he swept it under the rug. And I always had great examples, and now I want to be the first sergeant. I want to be the company gunny. I want to say, hey, and I want to teach others how to do it. But it's not a friendship. It's more no. of a coaching, like, you messed up, and I'm going to hold you accountable yeah. because I don't want to see you fall. I don't want to see you destroy your life. It's The stakes are that high. Because, you know, and, and the thing that, that, that why we're in this fix is you, you talk about it not only here but in our conversations is there's that loss of culture. There's that loss of, you know, esprit de corps that we have that, that I enjoy that I've got out. And it wasn't until years later that I realized part of my, you know, part of my makeup was I, I did, never found that crew to run with or that tribe to run with. Yeah. I didn't have that culture. I have it now, but I didn't then, and things were very, very hard. But you speak very plainly about it in a way. Again, folks, you're not in the military. You never served, but you can identify with that and understand what your, your person you're trying to help is going through. I thought it was very interesting how you phrased that. Yeah, the, the phrase is that it comes from a community, and it's a unique culture of the military. And um, you have one mission, okay? And everybody in that group has one mission at that time, whatever it is, whether it's get ready, it's to go to child, or whatever it is. There's one central focus. And when the civilian world, in a sense, is it's really difficult to find that. The, what I find that's very close to it is firefighters have that and also, to what's wrapped around that enigma is the fact that you're willing to sacrifice your life for that other person. It's very hard to find that in the civilian world. And that trust that you have. Yes. Yep. I trust this man with my life, and this is the first time I met him, but we have talked extensively. He, in fact, the first time he called me, he says, who the heck are you? I think... <laughs> I didn't, he didn't know what to mean because I was being true to his, I saw what he was doing and I was going to be true to him and help him on a project that we worked on together. And, but to go back to that is the community that you have established and it's a part of your identity now. Right. And just imagine, this is what I feel bad for. You've got a, retirees are kind of the same ball as you got a kid that goes from mom's kitchen to boot camp, to deployment, possibly to a war zone serves this time, gets out, and gets thrown back into civilian life. Imagine, just wrap your mind around that. This, this guy went from basically mom's kitchen to the, he went from mom's kitchen to the furnace. And he's got to learn all these new skills and everything. It's super challenging. It well, was for me. Well, I, I tell people, I'm like, you know, you join the, the military at 20, you get out at 24, 26, 28. Yeah. There's eight years of experiences your buddies, your friends growing up have that you don't have, and you're trying to play catch up. Correct. And unlearn a whole lot of stuff you learn because you're institutionalized in effect. So it, it, it's very, very difficult, very, very difficult to find that culture again. And so, you know, I'm reading this and I get to the part about um, service to others. And, and, you know, one of the things, folks, I'm going to talk, you know, for a second here, Mike. One of the things that had really impressed me and, and you know, maybe like I want to meet Mike Damon is the aspect of service to others. A lot of people, you know, you'll meet, want to take, they, they, they want to collect, they, they want to network with you, but there's no real service aspect. And, 
you know, connecting with Mike, I'm like, wow. I mean, I said, you know, we're going to, you know, talk and here's what I need. And it was completely unrelated to anything personal. It was more along the lines of Oscar and Mike, which I'll get to here in a second. But the thing was, he was serious. You call me day or night. And there's a couple other things I bounced off him, you know, that I was trying to do with this. And Mike did everything he said he was going to do. I'm not kidding you folks. He said, I'm going to do this for you. And, you know, a week later, there it was. And allowed a, 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 a feeling of trust that I, I don't get very often in, in life. And I, I felt that very powerful, man. And, and as it relates to Oscar Mike Radio, I want to tell you, man, I mean, I started Oscar Mike Radio and four years ago, almost the day it was, it was coming to life. And it was coming to life because... Um, I was in the Marine Corps League, and we'd go to these funerals of guys who had committed suicide. And there's a mom, there's a family member, there's a sister trying to understand why their loved one was no longer there. You know, where did we go wrong? And, you know, I was told there's no hope. I couldn't believe that, and I found out that it was truth. Or, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to create something that tells people there's a hope. You know, you might not, a million people might not see it, but I'm trying to get that one person. So fast forward to the section about service to others, it really resonated with me. It also, you know, Mike and I met, and I was trying to move this forward. And a lot of the graphics you see, I'm going to brag about you here for a second. I'm talking. But a lot of the graphics you see now are Mike's interpretation of what Oscar Mike Radio is. And it was very cool that, that you know, I told you what I was going with. And you're able to take what I told you and turn it into something that I'm like, that's really awesome. Thanks. That's, that's and really yeah. moved because I, I like my classic logo. You'll see it up here. I like the classic logo. I I, I did I kind of designed that and but he took it and really made it something that is really cool. My whole point here is you know, service to others. This is about serving other people. This is about you know connecting with other people here at the brewery, here outside the brewery. What you do on your motorcycle, you know, and, and your public speaking service to others, that's a very important part of the healing process, right? Absolutely. So is I know it, I talked there for a second, but I really kind of want to set that up because it yeah. really is circular how, how this has all worked out today. When it doesn't actually necessarily have to be uh, with with a veteran's cause, but I also think that I actually encourage actually encourage people to uh, to s- stuff in their media community, okay? Because that's a twofold advantage, okay? The one is is that, for, first off, you get to know your community. And we're, most veterans, but you're transitioning, are disconnected or they've been away. So it reconnects them with the community. And the other thing is, is self or service to others is uh, food for the soul, I say. Yeah. It wasn't, I couldn't, I was searching for happiness. I was searching for something and I had that ache and pit of my stomach and in my heart, you know, and when I started giving back to people and, you know, one of the things I did is I, I helped you out and, and I did it because I wanted to, I used my talents. Everyone's got talents, you know, and if you use your talents to help other people, you can't lose. No, you can't lose. But when you become focused on yourself and your own pain, it's very hard. Right. And sometimes you need that mentor to go, listen, buddy, you need to go down here and you need to volunteer your time for an hour a week or two hours a week. And, and Well, if I may, yeah. for, for being, you know, candid here, it, it was in, in 20, um, yeah, what's your 20, story? 2014, my lawyer, it was Thanksgiving and I was feeling, it was a pretty, it was a very low part in my life. I mean, extremely low. 
uh, for a lot of reasons. But my lawyer, you know, I don't know why she did. And she called me up and said, how are you doing? And I'm like, I told her I'm feeling like really, you know, shitty. I'm going to stay in my... And she put her proverbial boot up my ass and said, you're going to get out there and go to the Brockton VA and volunteer. That's what I want you to do. I'm like, you're paid to be my lawyer. Not She's like, I don't, shut, shut up. And she and knows. She knows. And she knew. And she had enough um, care and, you know, toward me to, to, to be that tough love, that minute, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's kind of what kind of jumpstarted all this. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I felt, you know, I thought I had all these problems. And by, by seeing guys with... I'm not saying my problems weren't real, but I'm like, okay, my worst day is better than their best day. Put it into perspective. Because when you're so focused on yourself, you have no perspective. Right, right. If you go out and help other people, you may find out that your damage or your struggles are, are very hard, okay? But you're also going to see that other people are struggling. And it's not about, it's not a contest of whose pain's more. But you need perspective. Yep. And I needed it too because I was pretty self-centered, you know? So... This and it's kind of funny, you know. Oscar Mike Radio got started. You know, you're doing the vet. It was your therapy. It it became therapy, and then then it's kind of really exploded into something else. What is it? I really don't know. I I mean, I I think I think this right now is what it is. Yeah. A person like yourself who doesn't have a multi million dollar marketing budget, but is making impact to one person at a time. For you to allow me to tell your story and give you this platform to tell your story, and maybe, maybe, maybe we we engage with one person out there. That's all I'm looking for. I'm looking just, for just one, one guy, just one, one girl, one guy. Maybe we engage with a hundred, maybe a thousand. I don't know, but if if one person benefits from what we're doing right here, then great. As an added benefit, we get to know each other. We, we get to talk about motorcycles. We get to talk about what we like. We yeah. get to sit in this wonderful place here and enjoy ourselves and be comfortable because, you know, they understand veterans. I can't quantify all that for you, Mike. I can't put a dollar amount on it. But to me, the, the payoff has been, you know, unlimited. Well, and, and that's the thing is, is when you have something that you can't put a value on it, and then when the time flies when you do it, then you know you're doing the right thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Riding your motorcycle. If you people who haven't rode a, a distance on a motorcycle, I say they don't get motorcycle riding. It's when you look and you kind of come to, and you realize you're 30 miles down the road, and you say, "Wow, that was kind of a cool experience." You know, was I? No, I wasn't on any drugs or whatever. <laughs> I wasn't drinking. But that's what it is. And then when you're in the flow, my buddy James Dulac, another guy that had helped me, a civilian, yeah. he taught me how to meditate. He would talk about that's called the flow. And uh, when you can get into the flow of things and you're not thinking about your own yeah. problems and you, you're helping other people a little bit and you, you start to move forward in that plan of actions inst- in, and you're forging ahead, you're doing good things and you're doing great things. And uh, that's what I had when I read what you did and I wanted to help you out. And it's what brothers do. They help each other out. No, it's been a big, big, huge boost. Not only, you know, the, the validation that I'm moving in the right direction, but it goes to your last point, which is about purpose. Well, that's Talk the last about purpose. Well, okay. Well, I got a great quote. It's and it's in the manual. I know it just sounds like this kind of bizarre thing, but it says they who have no central purpose in life fall easy prey to petty worries, fears, troubles, self pity, and other weaknesses, which lead and and are surely deliberated. 
fancy words. It was from a philosopher named James Allen. It basically says that if you don't have a purpose in your life, this is, this is the, probably the only mind part that you have to really think about the whole guide is, if you don't have a purpose in your life, petty worries and misery is going to attack you. Yes. It's going to attack you. And the great thing about being in the military is there was one purpose, whatever it was, whether it's training, whether it was fighting the enemy, whether it was flying missions or if it was marching, there was one purpose of the whole group of people. If you yourself don't have a purpose, you're doomed. And I don't think anybody has really ever, all these health self-help books, I never really talked about that specifically, but I think, and it's why it's the last thing I put in the guide is, it's what ties everything together. It's what gets, listen, the demons in my head tell me that you're a worthless piece of crap and that you should just stay in bed all day. True. Okay. This guide has given me a purpose, and Vet Unite has given me a purpose. So when I put my feet up, pain, no pain, mind's messing with me, put my feet on the floor, I am forging ahead and attacking every day now. And that leads me to kind of like my last couple of points is you're at this point where you created Vet Unite, you created this guide. Now, how are you going to move this forward in 2020 and beyond? What's, what's next for Mike Damon, the godfather? And- <laughs> This is the incredible part, is that I pan this out to people that I respect, whether it's in the veteran peer community, whether it's doctors at the hospital, whether it's just veterans I serve with that live all across the country. Just the other day, I went to editing, okay? And I already have six dates on the East Coast booked for next month. So So you were asking speak about something that doesn't really exist yet. Right. It's resonated with every person that's read it. I mean, has it resonated with you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, On many levels. And, and you know, you, you come up with an idea or, you know, you tell the, the wife or the significant other, I'm going to paint the wall whatever color you want to do, and they say, X nay, no, don't do it. Or they roll and, the eyes or they sigh. Or- most of the time, especially if it's the ladies, they're right. Okay. <laughs> but I have not had one person say that it wasn't a, an amazing thing. And again, it, this is not just me. This was a whole group of people that have given me their knowledge, and I sucked it up because I wanted to match this. I want to be the black belt of PTSD, and now I want to share it with people. You know, and 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 to to get back to what I was talking about is I've just started talking about it, and I already have speaking engagements, uh, two in Virginia, one in Atlanta. I got two in Florida. Okay, and then I got to come back here. F- for March 19th, I have another speaking engagement where I get to speak about motorcycle and the healing process. Yeah. It's just a crazy, and I haven't even touched any of the local stuff yet. And oh, I'm excited. Good. I'm excited. But I also need, I need, I need other fighters on my team. So how can people help? How can people help? When, I mean, you know, where can they go to help you out or how can they get engaged? Um, the, right now, the, um, um, you can go to vetunite.org. Vetunite.org. Okay. That's, um, if it's not up, it'll be up shortly. It's, in revamp right now because there's a knowledge base in there that I spent a lot of hours writing about all the resources that are available. Um, also, too, is um, if they want to, they can just go through there. Um, if you go through Facebook, just Vet Unite, uh, go through there, and there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, to support us, we got a web store. It's at teespringstores.vetunite. All these links will be in you know all the social media and blog posts, people, so you'll be able to click on it and go right to it. Yeah, and we're gonna put that, put all that stuff up, and uh, I'm I'm super excited, and I'm glad you're excited about what I did because you know you, 
you have an idea of, you know, you, you, I call it a pickup game. Yeah. When we were younger, you young kids don't know about this, but we'd go and knock on everyone's door and says, hey, do you want to come play? Right. You know, you want to play stickball, you want to do this, you want to play street hockey. And if a guy said no, you didn't care. You were like, okay, I'm going to go to the next guy's house. With this is, I'm, I'm floored, I'm shocked that every person I said, let's participate in this, or what do you think of this? It's always been, it's been all positive. It's almost unbelievable that all I did was pour out the steps that I used to become better, to better function in a society with a severely, I have severe PTSD, and I'm doing okay. No. And I stick into the plan, the action plan. I keep doing it over and over and over That's again. amazing. That's amazing. So we're, we're winding this down, folks. And again, this is just two veterans at a veteran-owned establishment, Article 15 in Weymouth, owned by um, you know, Leo Reardon, run by Jen, the, H, uh, the HBIC is what she likes to be preferred as. And, and, and this, is, this is why we're here. This, this guy created this, this, this program out of his own personal battle and pain and now has found a way to really take action. If there's a theme for Oscar Mike Radio in 2020, it's action. We're out of the awareness uh, curve. And, and you're all about action. You're all about offense. You're all about attack, which I really relate to. Attack. A lot of attack. And it's very, very important. And so, I, I mean, first time we've met folks, we have talked on the phone. We've talked over messages, texts several times. But it just goes to show you that bond, especially between Marines, is very, very strong. And Ruh. Mike, it's just been great doing this. I've had a blast doing this. You know what? And... Um this is going to continue for the future. And yeah, anytime, yeah. you know, I like your next program that's coming up. I'm going to plug it as is the swim call. And uh, oh Camp. yeah. I think it's going to, he's already smirking. It's going to be hilarious because I was at swim call and it was pretty hilarious. Thank God I could swim. A lot of kids couldn't. Yeah. East coast boy can swim. I never, I never thought a body could sink so fast. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> brutal. It's brutal. But I might call in for that, though. I might that might be funny. That might be funny. It, it, it was funny. It was funny. But yeah. this 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 right here is why uh, I'm the, here. That's one thing we did we didn't talk about and we we forgot is about peers. Is oh, yeah. is the relationship that we have over just a short time because we have so much already in common. Right. In the civilian sense, you get cast out to the civilian world, and you really gotta just you gotta plug back in. Yeah. Absolutely. Because no matter what struggle is, they're not going to judge you, and they're not going to uh, they're, they're going to understand. And, right. And we get away from that, you know. Very easily. Very yeah, easy. Very easy, and it's nobody's fault, but it happens. So this is 185 coming to a close. Uh, I'm with Mike Damon, the God, the Godfather um, of action. You, know, you got the Godfather of soul. I'm going to call you the Godfather <laughs> of action. Um, and you can really take what he is presenting here, and he does speaking engagements, he does outreach, and, and learn from it. And you don't have to be in the military, you don't have to be a veteran, you don't have to have served, you just got to be willing to help. I really like that aspect. Brother, thank you for coming on Oscar Mike Radio. It's awesome, and if anybody wants me to come speak to the organization, they can get through Oscar Mike Radio or yeah, some absolutely. of the links in below, and uh, we'll come out and we'll... We'll just spread the word, and maybe we'll bring you, we'll bring you out. Maybe so, maybe so. We'll see. All right, well, as we say in Hawk, uh, we are locked through lunch. <laughs>